guys, welcome back to the Best Coast Express NHL podcast. My name is Tyler Jones. My name is Bailey Rodman, and today we are joined by a number of special guests. Starting with Colton Beeksma, a fellow friend and hockey expert here on the panel today. Uh, alongside him, we got Jordan Bogris, a newly acquired member of the Trinity Western Spartans. Hey, boys! And alongside him, we have Rich Nickel, longtime listener and good friend of ours. Any words, Rich? Pleasure to be here, boys. Always and, a good time. And today we have the exciting job and duty of giving our predictions for the Pacific Division. And we will be running through all of the divisions in the NHL, but today's will focus solely on the Pacific. And so I think we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, Tyler, or who wants to go first? We got a lot of people on the panel today. Yeah, I'll go first. So basically format today is going to be you read out your predictions and your subjected to getting roasted by everyone sitting in this room. All right, sweet. Uh, in first, I have the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, we, <laughs> as much as I don't want to put this prediction down, they got better this offseason with the recent patch ready acquisition. Mm. Um, and then did they really lose any important players? Yes, James Neal, pretty valuable member of that team, but I would say patch ready is an upgrade from that. And they pretty well dominated the Pacific Di- Division and apparently the Western Conference last year. So, yeah. Uh, second seed, I got San Jose Sharks. Just, I think Martin Jones could have a great bounce back year this year and that would really propel that team into uh, a, at least more relevant, at least in the uh, Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, third seed, I got the LA Kings. Um, still, they have... I think Kovalchuk could be a good addition to that to that uh, aging lineup. To that aging lineup, but <laughs> aging, aging, but still good. Mm. They're still good. The fossils. You the will be, fossils. They're, they're like age they is the number. Score. You have age them at third. I have them at third seed. Yeah, I do. Wow. And then in fourth, I have Anaheim. In fifth, <clears> I have Calgary. Uh, just Mike. Mike's miss a bit too much of a question in net for me. Uh, Six, I have Edmonton, although I think they could honestly finish anywhere from one to seven. Uh, Arizona at seven, people are, there's murmurs about them making the playoffs. Yeah, no. And then in eighth, your very own Vancouver Canucks. Mm. Best prospect pool in the Chelo. Very, very nice. Roast me. Now, before I give my roast, cool. I will say that I think the Pacific Division is going to be the weakest division in the NHL next season. Uh, I look at this list here, and there are some pretty bad teams. Let's be real here. The it LA felt Kings, pretty weak last year, too. It did, and I'm just going to be honest with you and roast you right off the bat here. The LA Kings are prehistoric. They mm. have one of the worst aging cores in the league, and all their best players are north of 30 years old. And unfortunately, I have them at 8th. You have them at 8th? I think they are going to be the worst team in this division and possibly in the NHL next season. I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that team was in the playoffs last year. Okay, well, so like that. Here. they got yeah, they got I, an I extra they got an extra piece yeah, I enjoy at that I I don't think I don't think adding an aging Kovalchuk with a lot of question marks around him. Yeah, spent a, spent a couple years at the league. You know, I, I think that's a huge question. Better mark. than adding that's Tim Schaller. They uh, added yeah, but they're Peter Budai as well. Who's a very good addition. How many goals did they score in that Vegas series? Tim Schaller is definitely not the savior, but Kovalchuk is nowhere near that. I would say I would I would rather have Kovalchuk 
be my addition than of Tim Schaller if I'm trying to did, win right away. Did, did anyone else have LA at the bottom of their division or close to the bottom of their division? I, I did have low mid tier. I had LA in the very bottom of my division at 69 points for They're next year. They're in the middle of mine. <laughs> and that's a fact. Points. You can read 69. my notes. That would be. Yeah, that would be a very low point total for them. That yeah, that's probably uh, a the top three. I think Cole Chuck will pot about uh, six goals next season, and he'll have 13 assists. <laughs> I think if we're being real here, he's probably going to pot a little more than that. Yeah, he's uh, going to hit a lot of crossbars. <laughs> yeah, he's just only busy playing the bard down yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's different. Gets carried away so. a lot. The, my problem too with Tyler with your predictions is you you talk about the gold knights getting better. I agree that they do look maybe a, the slightest bit better. Um, but you got to remember, one, Nate Schmidt's going to be gone for the first 20 games of the season, and that's probably their top-pairing defenseman. Um, he logged some pretty heavy minutes for them last year and, and played well. He was also probably on the roids, so there's that. But second mm. of all, I David Perron had north – I think he almost had 70 points last season. I have to check that. And James Neal was, I think, close to the 30-goal mark again. And so, you know, you get similar seasons out of, you know, Paul Stasny and – and uh, Max Pacioretty, but I don't think you're going to get a whole lot better than how those guys produced last season. So are you really getting better? I think you're probably staying pretty neutral. Factor that into the Cinderella story's over. They're just a regular team in the league now. I don't know if they're going to be. Here's the thing is that's what we were saying last year when they came into the playoffs. What did they do? They went to the Stanley Cup final, man. Mm. Okay. I I have them making the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be the top seed. My top seed... He's going to be the Edmonton Oilers because of the Connor McDavid effect. That man knows how to play hockey, and he's the best player in the league. And frankly, I think last season was a fluke season. I think, yes, they had a few holes in their lineup, but they're going to have a lot of growth from some of their young players. I think Jesse Pugliarvi is going to be an elite player in this league and top yes. six player at the end of the season. So roast mm-hmm. me if you will. I agree with you. I have Edmonton at the very top of my division as well, and you can uh, reference my notes. Uh, they're going to have 110 points this year, actually. And McDavid will be leading the pack once again. I, I'm i actually okay with that prediction. Edmonton because number one. I think Edmonton will literally... They, they can finish anywhere from one to seven in this division. That eight spot is, like, in my opinion, a lock by Vancouver. Mm. Really? Yes. Can I rattle off my uh, my top or my eight teams in the Pacific Division? I would love to hear. Your I would top just love to get the point across Very here. Just, just quickly, <laughs> let's let's point out that Edmonton's decor. It, there's no possible way that that decor can hold them in a first place spot. They don't need in, a decor in their in their division, much less anywhere else. Even though Pacific Division is one of the weakest divisions in the league right now, there's no way the likes of Darnell Nurse Darnell is going to plot 35. Darnell Nurse, yes. 35 to 40 goals. Larson Russell. I think I care. Like all those players are all right, but Evan not. Bouchard. I think he's a. He might step into the lineup. He's probably the most NHL ready prospect in that. He got signed, right? He cannot confirm nor deny. I think he signed. actually got signed. Um, I have to check on Could that. Be spending but, a year in the A, but I mean, I I think he, out of all like those young defensemen drafted this year, I think he is the most NHL ready, and might, maybe that was a pretty good. Pretty good move by Edmonton there because they're like, okay, we kind of have this core that can win now. But mm. the Oilers did, did sign Evan Bouchard, so yeah, um, I think he's going to compete for a roster spot. I agree with Rich that if there's no sexy player on that blue line, but I don't even think there's a staple player like a, I don't know. I think Chris a, Tana. I think or a like Clef like bomb, no a bomb and a, a and and, uh, and a Larson and a Darnell Nurse. You know that that core right there could. I think that's a that's a 
still a good. good yeah, line. I mean, I just, I feel like we've seen from teams in the past that you have to field a, a good decor in front of a good goaltender, or else you're going to have some big problems. Well, and and okay, last season aside, Cam Talbot had a. Oh, Cam, had a Cam Talbot, great season. very good, no doubt. But you got to put some defense in front of him, or else, or else that's that's all for. All for Jordan, you wanted to read your... All right, fellas, so here's the uh, final standings for the Pacific Division of 2018-19 season. And uh, may raise a couple eyebrows here, but we're just going to get it done. It's uh, coming in at 110 points is the Edmonton Oilers. Well, we're going point totals here. So, yeah, we, I like it. We go in depth here. Uh, the Oilers will uh, bounce back this year. The best player in the NHL is on their team, so there's no reason they're not going to win the division. And uh, coming in second is the Vegas Golden Knights. Um... Wait, Wayne Gretzky's back in Edmonton? Yeah, Wayne Gretzky might come back this year. There's rumors of it, but uh, whether or not he comes back, the Oilers will will win the division. Wayne Gretzky's not the go. You got you got Vegas at two. Oh wait, wait, did you guys hear that? We got we got to rattle off this list here. Yeah, let's, let's get this list. Vegas here. Golden Knights in second. Coming in third is uh led leading the charges uh Clayton Keller. Is the Arizona, Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes. Sorry, is will, third seed? The third seed is the Arizona I like it. Coyotes. I like it. Ninety-seven oh, points. And believe it or not, folks, the uh. Pacific Northwest will be in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs next year at the swear, 8th seed. I swear if you say that. Vancouver Canucks. No. <laughs> Too much talent, folks, to keep who, them out of the playoffs. Who, who is going to carry the Canucks? Too much talent. Who? We lost the Sedins, man. Okay, Travis Green. We lost the Sedins. Travis Green. 40 plus points. That's they had 50 points each okay. last season. That's season. great. You know who's going to have north of 50? That's your Elias Pedersen. Jonathan yes. Dolan. Too much talent. We, we, we're going to find I, holes. I really want you to be right, but I know you're not going to. We're, I, don't, I disagree with Jordan. We're not going to make the playoffs. No. But we're going to be really? an exciting team, a fast team. And I think those I think points are going to be more than reimbursed with some of these young players. The Cox will start the, the year on an absolute heater. Yeah. And they'll ride the wave all the way to the eighth seed and maybe upset the first place Edmonton Oilers. However, unfortunately, Calgary will not be making the cut this year at 81 points. And their friends down in uh, San Jose are also going to be uh, coming in at second last with 77 points. LA Kings, as I mentioned earlier, was 69 points this year. And uh, fairly bold prediction, but... Uh, I like it. Hey, you got to step out on one sometimes. Too much it's, talent. It's an old Too much team. young talent it's in the Pacific Division old. that's going to have to prove themselves this year. And, uh, old, yeah, but that's good. a fact. But not that good. They were the 8th seed last year. Yeah, but okay. Hey, the league's getting faster. They're older. getting smaller. And that is the very opposite of the LA Kings we know. <clears throat> And they're not they're not going to be able to adapt with this current roster. Jonathan Quick. Sure. I guess, I guess the whole the whole landscape of the NHL is changing in the 2018-2019 season here. So. Would you guys it's like to hear NHL. arguably the uh, most controversial uh, standings? Yeah, it does it right include Arizona near the top? Because if it does, I want to hear it. Oh, you don't want to hear my uh, prediction then? Okay, <laughs> just good. What if they're near the middle? Shoot it off. Let's hear it. <clears throat> in first place. A good underdog Cinderella story, the Calgary Flames. Okay. Wow. No, no picks in the first three rounds, I know. But they added depth in their decor. We like that, don't we? Except they lost uh, yeah. one of their best defensemen in Dougie Hamilton. That they added depth, and that's more important in the they long run. They can play one. a full 82-game season now. Elias Lindholm, also a great addition. That is, and Hannafin, also a good addition. James Neal. And James, James Neal. They, they, they really improved that like middle six group of forwards. Well, actually, I guess that's top six oh. now. I would say Neal and... Uh, 
James Neal and Elias and Holmin. Those will be top six forwards. I, oh, I, for sure. I really want Calgary to jump up in the standings this season, but I would say one thing is I don't think Mike Smith can handle a full a no. full load as as old as he's getting. That's I think that's that, my big question. That, is that, fair. Would, that would make me concerned. Without but a reliable fair. backup too, who is it? Dave Riddick or something? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, their their forwards and defense are looking looking he's very good, but I'm worried about goaltending. Goaltending is a bit of a question mark, Mike Smith. They, they played great first half of the season. They played him too much. Didn't have, like you said, What, what is the age of uh, Michael Smith? Uh, Michael Smith, at the current moment, in this 35. current moment of time, is... I'm going to rattle off 37, but uh, that's probably not this right. Guy, this guy, 35. goaltenders don't keep getting better he's, after the age of 35. He's 36. He's, he's, he's coming into 37 here. So you're and gonna, a reliable backup option, that would be a I have a question. Scary this guy, Mike question. Smith, has... Who has the best goaltending in the Pacific Division? Well, and that's where I wanted to say, I think it's a weak goaltending division. Even. <laughs> no, Vegas, man. Cam Talbot. It's hard to say not. Mark had a rough year last year. Marc-Andre Fleury and Subban. Boys, yeah. we are forgetting the probably the biggest, most underrated player in the NHL right now. He goes by Mike the name Smith. of Ronta. Okay, Antti okay. Ranta yeah, right. had the second agree. best save percentage and second best goals against average last season. That's a very and we're not point. talking that about it. That is why they will make the playoffs. Ex- I 100% agree with you. you. They're going to okay, be the second Cole's second. As well as Cole's Darcy Kemper. They had the best yeah, last 15 games the big, the NHL, sparked so. a big conversation. Guys, they have an elite goaltender in Arizona. Yes. <laughs> they do. Hi, would you like to hear Cole's another big prediction from Calgary? Johnny Goudreau, Hart Trophy nominee. Wow. I respect it. Okay. Okay, what do we got going down further okay. down the list here? Second place, the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, I like it. Evander Kane is going to prove himself as an elite talent this year. Wrong. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's gonna that's true. Third place, Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. Backstop by Marc Andre Fleury. <laughs> then we have a bit of another controversial pick, the LA Kings. Now I'm gonna say they're gonna be fourth place in the Pacific, but not a uh, not a playoff team. I believe both wild cards are gonna be in the Central Division. Ooh. Okay. I I agree with that. There's not gonna be any wild cards coming out of the Pacific. Yeah. This is gonna be the bare minimum. They're just gonna get their crappy teams into the playoffs and leave and be happy with that. Central um, Division is also an absolute bloodbath. There's some oh yeah good teams in there. Some man. phenomenal teams. Yeah. Um, sucks that we gotta start with such a crappy <laughs> list like this, but. We will. What's that We're lower, Canucks fans. What's the lower half of the Pacific Division looking like? Let's. Now? We got. We got a little. This. This is where it's very tight. Arizona and Edmonton. That. That. Those could be uh, interchanged. Okay. This is where we have your five and six. Four and five. Yes. Okay. Five and six. So are, seventh. Seventh place. The Anaheim Ducks. So these are all non-playoff wow. teams. These are all non-playoff teams. You, Anaheim. Uh, why are the Ducks in the basement? Would you say? They're just too. They're getting too old. Who, I I don't think I don't so. They have one. Oh, don't you dare! Have, you guys can't say this old this, stuff because you were literally just like, oh, listen, listen, NHL's too fast. Mr. I love John Gibson. Gibson, Ricard Raquel, Andre Kashi, Adam Henrique, uh, Jakob Silverberg. These are good players. These are not great. Players. Ryan Getzlaff is still hey, the best. Ryan Getzlaff is a fossil. Andre Kashi is like twenty four, so he's still got room to grow. Hampus Lindholm. also Brendan Montour. I'd like I'd like to add I'd like to add something. Anaheim is going to be so bad this year that they didn't Did even they make, make Jordan's list. list. 
That's right, folks. You can ask him. You can rewind you can this podcast. see his phone, ask him to go to his notes. He's forgotten he's now. The Anaheim Ducks are no longer They're irrelevant. irrelevant. No, I think we have a story here because they are a very forgettable team. Yes, and I... Wow. Look at that lineup. Ugly you know, jerseys in the NHL, hands down. They have to go back to the eggplant. Now, yes. now, I do... I think it would be worthwhile. We've given our, our majority of the predictions here. But I want to go through each team and kind of dissect what we like and what we don't like. Can I? Can I give you my eighth slot? Sure. We'll Vancouver get... Canucks. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Yeah. Continue. Um, let's start with. I'm going to go on the list of 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 my or the order of my list because I know it's right. We'll start with Edmonton. What What do they have that's good? What do they have that's a question mark? They have the star power, especially up front, uh, and then they have guys like Nuge who could. I think we're always expecting Nuge to have, like, an even bigger breakout. I'd say last year he was pretty good. Um, but I think they also, they also need, like, a rejuvenation from guys like Lucic, who were just absolute pylons last year. Um, and Lucic still has – I think he still has value. So he had a, an off year last season. You know what? A lot of hinders on their goaltending, too, I would say. Uh, I would, I yes. would agree. Um, and then, obviously, defensively, I think if Evan Bouchard can step in and be a solid top six, I think that does change the... I think that does, to a certain extent, change how they're looking back there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think we often forget Leon Dreisaitl is, in my opinion, an elite player. He's a stud, man. They, they got some very... He's a stud. He seems to be snake-bitten when he's not playing with McDavid, which is a big question mark, too. True. But if, if, you're, if you're really considered to be borderline elite, you got to be able to play on your own line and man your own, man your own team. I here. think if he, if he proves he can play by himself without McDavid, then that's a pretty lethal lineup. Oh, I agree. But uh, Defense is the biggest question mark, in my opinion. Question marks on defense, for sure. Oh, yeah. No, no star power there. And uh, moving on, Arizona Coyotes. What do we like? What are what are we? I'm a, uh, I'd say I'm a large fan of their uh, alternate jerseys they're bringing back this season. That's probably yeah, why they're doing That's probably one of the yeah. most exciting parts. And uh, I, I mean, I have color. them sliding in in a wild card spot. I I, I like the, they have an elite goaltender in Toronto. Uh, they've got some good talent on the back end. They just signed Oliver Ekman Larson to a big contract, which I think he deserves. Um, no doubt. Kind of he's a, nice clothes. He's a top top tier defenseman. Paul Dusnet. Um, Clayton Keller is a Calder winner. Clayton Keller is yeah very 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 good rookie talent from last year. That I mean at all if he avoids sophomore slump if he can get out of that and, and how is he going to mesh with Alex Galchenyuk because I think mm. he's going to have possibly a career year next year out of that gong show in Montreal and playing with some pretty talented players. Derek Stepan's also a, a you know, a good good centerman, good second line, third line guy. Um, Tyler, you wanted to have some, have some thoughts here? Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say my biggest, like, I'm most confident in Arizona because of their defensive core. Uh, they have some very solid defensemen, especially guys like John Merson, OEL. Um, but my biggest question is if Clayton Keller digresses this season. What's the deal with what's the what's the deal with like who who is the stud on that team and like who is gonna carry the offensive load? Because I wouldn't say I would say Stepan's good, but like other than that, they have Galchenyuk who's good, but like 
I don't think any of these guys are really. I think Galchenyuk could have a breakout year. Oh, Vinny I, Hinestroza. I hope. <laughs> hey, Hinestroza is Ponick. good. Richard Ponick. He is good. Michael Grabner is fast. They, oh, they I have really a like good Michael Grabner. They're quick, yeah. too. Michael Grabner is my favorite player the in the best. NHL. They got rid of guys like Zach Ronaldo. I'm telling you, they're going to be. They were the hottest team in the NHL at the end of last season. Final 20 games of the season. They didn't want to win the draft. They, no. they kept winning. And I love that mentality. Like, they're they're here to win. There are times now. They're they're making the playoffs next season for sure. Have they signed Barrett Hayden? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. But I don't even know if they need to rush that. Like, no. They, I no. think he actually might be having... I, might, I think he might be going back to the O for a year. They also have a decent amount of cap space. Michael Grabner is much younger than I thought. I guess they like, could. They, they could, could make some moves. Could, yeah. Let's not forget. There's with that cap space too. There's still a number of you know key free agents coming up that they might make a run at you know in the season if they get on a strong start and you know Tyler Sagan becomes available or or a you know Artemi Panarin. Yeah. I think there's there's the room to make a trade. Panarin wants to go to New York. Reportedly. Yeah. So we'll see if that happens. But um, moving on, Vegas. Like we we talked about a few changes there. A couple couple. You know, we got David Perron out, Paul Stastny in, James Neal out. What I like about Vegas is what is their weakness? I mean, Lucas Spiza. Before you would have said star power, but Lucas they got, is gone. He is gone. They got Wild Bill Carlson. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to say star power, then it's like, say, March and Carlson. They were Carlson's a star. Like, I would say Marchessault's a star line? as well. Marchessault, Carlson, Pacioretty. Like, that's a pretty nice first line. Yeah. But imagine if we said that same line last year. Like, a year well, I, would, ago. I would say Marchessault would still be, it would still be good with Marchessault. It would still be good with Pacioretty. I think Carlson would have been a question mark, but had such an amazing year last year, it's hard to hard to throw any doubt on how good just, of a hockey player he is. I can't just say that there's some... 40 goal scorer who's going to be irrelevant this season all of a sudden. So yeah, um, even if he chips in at least 30, I think this team is still going to be. Well, and if off. if they stay if their goaltending stays healthy and they're not on their third or fourth string goaltender, I think that also they're still winning. They were still winning, <laughs> but that, I mean that could be seen as very you know very lucky or yeah. just odd odd uh, odd bounces that go their way a couple yeah. games. But credit to Malcolm Subban, that is underrated. He's a good good goalie. Mm-hmm. When he when he had his time last year, he was actually really really strong. Um, who do you got next? Calgary Flames. What do I like? I like their improvements in that top six forward lineup, which mm. is what their biggest need was coming into this off season. Depth. Uh, depth is yeah exactly. Like they're pretty deep, pretty deep forward lineup there. Um, Dougie Hamilton is a loss. I think that's my biggest weakness, other than that Mike Smith goaltending situation. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? Keep in mind, their top line is just going to keep getting better. Like, like guys like Goudreau and Monaghan are still like like before their prime. Like they're young. I think I think Goudreau might have hit his come stride now. I think he's what around twenty six now. He's twenty five. He's twenty five. Twenty four. Says on hockey TV right here. I just looked this up right a second ago. Twenty five as of August thirteenth. Got conflicting information here. As of Google. So we do. That was his twenty-four-year-old season, I think. Oh, fair, fair, fair. That was last season. Eric so he's fair. turning twenty-five. Uh, yeah, he's turned twenty-five. Twenty-five, but still, yeah, still a young player. <laughs> still a year difference. So the Flames so are uh, one year can change everything. 
Flames are really gonna have to get their power play back on track too. At 16% last year, you know they're gonna have to get. They're ranked 28th in the league, tied with uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. So that's really gonna have to kick up. Yeah, a that's not percentage. acceptable. And you know, it, lots of wins and losses hinder on the uh, power play. You can uh, win games there. So uh, that's my two cents on the Calgary Flames. Have a good day. We'll take the two cents from Jay Bogues. Now think about with the addition of guys like Lindholm. What kind of uh, what kind of role did he play on uh, Carolina? The thing is, I, I see, six. I see, like in terms of production, I feel like Lindholm is gonna have similar production to Furland had last year. You I know, maybe, maybe the 40, 25 points, twenty five goals, forty points kind of range. I think he had more points last year than than Furland did. I think he's been pretty close to fifty points last season. Let's let's look this up. Who has the nicest logo in the Pacific Division? Well, <laughs> we're, going, logo. we're now going to rank logos. Just give me one. The Vancouver Canucks in uh, 2003. The jerseys without the shoulder patches. Ooh. Okay. Lindholm has had his last two seasons. He had 44 last year and 45 the year before that. How many goals? Because he's not much uh, of a goal scorer. He either. had, no, he had 28. I'm sorry. 16 goals uh, last year, 11 the year. Furlan potted 21 goals, 41 points. So I don't I don't know if that's necessarily much of an upgrade, but he has he's more versatile. You can kind of throw him anywhere in your lineup. Plus Uh, James Neal, I think, fills that void of scoring a little more. Exactly. So there's the upgrade there. Elias Lindholm is kind of just like the young ringer you want to bring in now. He's 23 years old too. And you got a young Matthew Kachuk at 19 years old. Oh, wow. Already, already that almost, almost cracked 50 points. Yeah. That is. That's. That, I mean, that's gonna be. That's gonna be scary to see in a couple of years when he's good. Got, got his touch. Yeah. Lindholm can also line up at center too. He's a bit of a pivot there, so that's that's nice. That versatility there. Um, yeah, he could he could be a. Hmm. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with that. I I, I think they'll start him on the wing, and maybe move like Froelich down to the third line. Yeah, mm-hmm. seems reasonable. Moving yes. on, we got San Jose. They were there were some talks there during the off season that they were interested in Eric Carlson. Didn't make a trade, but still re-signed Evander Kane to a seven-year deal. So some fairly new faces still there. Um, what where do we feel they're going to be this season and. and you know, where the holes in their lineup, where the strengths? I, th- I mean, I think it's tough to really find any gaping holes, to be honest with you. I have them almost almost above Vegas, going going one and two, the one-two punch up there in the Pacific Division. You, I mean, you have Burns leading points last season, even with a slumping start. Yeah, it's similar. I want to say, like I wanna say he, didn't, yeah. Yeah, he didn't score in his first yeah. maybe 20. I, I, I had him in fantasy, I traded him, and then he lit it up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, typical yeah. fantasy, right? But yeah, leading the team with 67 points. Uh, you got in Pavelski, who's 33, so get, getting a little old, yeah. but still 66 points. You got Couture at 28 with 61 yeah. points. Uh, you got younger guys like Hurdle and LeBanc, potting 46 and 40 points each. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got Evander Kane. I think Evander Kane is such a good fit. And you have Joe saying. Thornton, who is very old, but he's an assist machine. Mm. Uh, I mean, if he can feed some of those young guys, just easy money goals. Um, it's 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 hard to find any any gaping holes, in my opinion. 
Unfortunately, they didn't even make any additions that were notable in the offseason, though. So Except uh, for the signing of Evander Kane. Evander Kane, but yeah, that's, that's, that's fairly outdated at this point. You know, he's part of the squad, you know. I think they need to make a couple more moves to stay relevant in the Pacific, but we'll see what they do. Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Canucks are going to be the worst team. In, like, there's so many questions. Defensively poor. Like, they could surprise we, a couple We lost people, our two, our two, I'd say our two best offensive players. They Sorry. To go. Two out of our three best offensive Thank players uh, last season. Sedin's. Oh, the Sedin's, okay. Uh, Besser is still around. And I'm hoping Besser stays a little more healthy this year. Um, keep, keep the gate closed. Yeah. Imagine a power play. It's too much potential. Let me, okay. It's going to be bad. It's too much potential. It's that time of the week, weekly scenario time. Here's your scenario today. You have Brock Besser on the power play on the left side. Ready to one. <laughs> ready to one to at any moment. Yes. Like the other side. Is, he, is he sitting in the same spot like Ovi does? He's sitting he in the Ovi spot. Office. Yet you think there's a mirror next to him, but no, there's no mirror. It's just Elias Pettersson on the sitting, other side. Ready on the, the same, same spot, on the different side, ready for a 1T. What kind of... Who... That's lethal. Who's passing it? I agree. Who's passing it? Well, well what? One or Pedersen Pedersen not lethal when Sam you haven't Gagne. seen Pedersen's Sam Gagne. Elias Pedersen is the best player not playing I, in the NHL right I now. I think I wholeheartedly agree with you, Bailey, but we haven't seen him. You agree, but you don't agree. No. I'm just this saying. This guy is playing a different game. International ice is a whole different it game. It is. And he's small. He is small. He, is small. he, he actually gained 10 pounds in the offseason. 10 pounds, he, 10 pounds, 10 schmounds, okay? The guy won Rookie of the Year. He won League MVP. He won MVP of the playoffs, okay? He was Bro, the leading Peter scorer. Forsberg, Unreal. Was the greatest player to play in the Swedish League ever. since Peter Forsberg. Ever. And possibly ever. Prospects game. So you tell me what too small is and you tell me what international ice is because this kid's going to come in and he's going to step in and probably pot 70 points, put up Matthew Barzell-like numbers, rip it up, take home the collar, and possibly put... The Vancouver Canucks into a playoff spot. Who wants to fight that? No, not me. I want that to happen. I so want it to happen. I just you. don't think it's gonna happen. Adam Godet, great two-way pivot. I think Godet's a great player. Who else? I would like to see Dolan play. I want to see Ulevi play. <laughs> I don't want Demko to get too many games because the Vancouver hockey market is toxic. And he would get ripped apart, and psychological game is big for goalies. There are too many question marks for the Vancouver Canucks heading into this season for them to be even considered for a playoff spot. I Bingo, bango, bongo. His name Roberto is Luongo. Roberto Luongo. Um, coming into the final stretch here, Anaheim Ducks. One of our it's members of the panel here literally forgot season. about them. So that shows to show how forgettable <laughs> they are. I'm a, they're I'm still a big good, advocate though. for the Anaheim Ducks. They're I think still they're, good. I think they're going to easily take third, third, fourth place, no questions asked in the division. Ryan Getzlaff is an elite player that does not get enough attention, though. I'll, I'll say that. He's, he averaged over a point a game last year. People are like, oh, he's too old. He's only 32. The thing people forget with this whole, this whole age thing, this whole... This whole, this whole age thing is that. <laughs> hey, it's a commercial break. <laughs> it's a commercial break. We'll be back in a second.
had ducks, people forget they have this core of guys like Getzloff. I think Perry's on a decline right now. We kind of saw last two years have been a bit rough. Um, but like Richie was saying earlier, they got Lindholm, they got Kashe, they got Ricard Raquel, who would who needs to stay healthy. Same with Getzloff too, though. That's another guy. They have Manson, who's almost a forty-point defenseman yeah. too, and, and he's almost. young. He's twenty-five. Guys like Cam Fowler too. Like they're solid. They don't really. They're another one of those teams. There isn't a huge weakness. I would say they could use a bit more speed up front. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Especially with this new game. And set of jerseys. But, maybe, but we yeah, can't be saying we can't be saying that. The game is changing so much when guys like Getzlaff seem to just be absolutely timeless. Getzlaff averaged over a point a game last year. People were like, oh, he's irrelevant because he's old. People will just forget how good he is. People bunch him up with Corey Perry because Corey Perry is on a major decline. Exactly. But, yeah. Ryan Getzlaff And guys like Joe Thornton, too. Like, Joe Thornton's just old. Yeah. They also have a really nice goaltending tandem with John Gibson Ryan Miller. Yeah. They also signed John Gibson to a, in my opinion, one of the best goalie contracts that's probably in the league right now. Did they sign this offseason? They signed it this offseason, yeah. They signed him to a really, really cat-friendly, really team-friendly contract that they can build around. Um, and I think that's going to be a huge plus for them. Gibson's a stud, too. Yeah, he's he's one of the one of the most underrated goalies, in my opinion, in the league. Okay, an eight-year, uh, $51.2 million deal. So that's an average of... Six point four a year, easy money. Yeah, that's for a goalie like that. A great goaltender. I'd take that any day. Top top goal, one of the top goaltenders in the conference. I'd say top top ten in the league for sure. When that contract expires, he's going to be thirty three too. Wow, it's 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 amazing. That's time. such they, a good contract. And they can sign him for a pretty minimal one. contract wow. afterwards. And they have the Ryan Miller as the backup. Yeah, he's getting old, but he's he's lights out when he needs to come in, and he doesn't have to play a full a full season load, which is too much for an aging Ryan Miller for sure. Just like we said with Mike Smith. So what's the? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to hijack this. What's the Canucks goaltending situation going to look like next year? It's gonna, it's going to be Jacob Marks from Honors Nielsen, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if Thatcher Demko is playing elite hockey again in the AHL. If the Canucks either trade one of them, put him on waivers, or they're going to give Demko a look next season. I, I say Demko gets 10 to 15 games. Yeah. Really? And, and if throughout, he... salted throughout the season, if an injury or a couple, you know, if the Canucks maybe go on an upturn, I could see them giving uh, giving him a shot, um, giving him a chance to win. <clears throat> you got to ease uh, him into it. I yeah, still... you, you definitely got to ease him into it. But I don't you can't, think put, him, you can't put him in on a losing streak where, <coughs> you know, the odds are already against him. The, the momentum's pushing against the team there. Markstrom doesn't make th- th- the. Markstrom doesn't make the saves he should, mm-hmm. but uh, he like makes the occasional save that is like just unreal. I think he's he's your classic good enough goalie in the league. Yeah, if we had a much more lethal lineup, I don't think we could be pushing for a playoff Jacob spot. Markstrom. I don't think we're trying to build a team around Jacob Markstrom. I think we, I think we were though a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would agree. Uh, but I think the the realize who's going to be passed and Thatcher Demko will be our goalie. I think Markstrom will make a good backup. I agree, and I think he's very athletic. Up. He's a big, a big boy. He can, he can ease Thatcher Demko into a starting job. Uh, but ben would Bishop. be nice if Anders Nielsen came in and competed again with Markstrom and Wood. Yeah. I think uh, Anders Nielsen is. I mean, you saw his game against Nashville. 
I don't know if I don't know if that's a omen of things to come, but that's pretty tough to swallow. He had a uh, heater of a start to last season, though. He, he also had an incredible World Championships. He did with Sweden. He did one of the best goals in the tournament moment. alongside Harry Terry. So flashes of greatness. Harry Terry flashes of being in the in the dungeon. And final team to wrap it up here today, the Los Angeles Kings. I don't buy it. Leaves a lot. Cool, I guess we're just going to ignore that Drew Doughty, Anze Kopitar, Jeff Carter, and Jonathan Quick are all on one team. No, right? for sure. This is a team that's definitely going to compete for the 2010 Stanley Cup. Okay? 2010 but... Stanley Cup? Did you just say that? <laughs> so you're, say, you're just going to say that Anze Kopitar and Drew Doughty frankly, are irrelevant. It's going to be 2019 very shortly here, and this team is nine years behind. Do you really think so? I don't think you're they saying have much Anze depth. Kopitar and Drew Doughty are irrelevant. Sorry, hold up here. You bunched a bunch of guys together. I said they're going to compete for the 2010 Stanley Cup, and then now you're pulling out two of those names. Okay, well, they got some great. John's got some great players. I'd say they're two top ten talents, pretty much. So uh, the, the, Drew Doughty, okay, maybe Anze Kopitar. Where is really, the tint advisor? Really drops off after that. Yeah, they can't carry I'm, I'm going to read this one off here. We got Anze Kopitar with a whopping 92 points. That's Wait, elite numbers. Best best numbers. Elite numbers. Wait, you last have, year. Last year, you have Dustin Brown, who is had a one-off year at sixty-one points. Unfortunately, this this isn't this isn't sustainable. Dustin Brown is not a sixty-one point player. No, He's about a forty-five point player. I think even thirty-five. You have Maybe Drew Doughty, twenty. Drew Doughty, who's easily a Norris defenseman with sixty points, and then it gets really scary. You got Tyler Toffoli with only forty-seven points. Ooh. Jake Muzzin with 42. So he's that def- is, defenseman, that- a 42 point defenseman, that's good. Then you got Tanner Pearson at 40. Adrian Kemp at 20, or sorry, 37. Trevor Lewis at 26. They're it's, not awful, it's, it's, it's not starts, convincing. It starts getting really scary very quickly. Browns I will, I will, that year for I'll, him, I'll give Tyler some points. So I did not know. Kopitar was putting up those numbers. Oh, Kopitar is a great player, but outside of him and Doughty, and even Doughty, I, I just... Will Doughty? The supporting cast... Doughty is a top three defender no, no, no. in easy money. Aside from Doughty and, and Kopitar, the supporting cast to me is... is, is they're all sub-50 points except for Dustin sub-par. Brown had a one-off Kovalchuk, here, and I don't think Kovalchuk, Yeah, Kovalchuk could come in and surprise a lot of people. And put Jeff up Carter was injured all your life. I say, I say 50 points, 55 tops. He's got a lethal Kovalchuk. release, but I don't think he'll uh, that's translate the thing, to the, the NHL thing is, again. That's his game, though. This is the kind that of team that breaks down halfway through the season, and they get injuries. Jeff Carter was injured all last season. This is what you guys say know, every year about healthy. these teams, though. How do we need... Okay, first of all, the first year of the podcast. <laughs> Second of all, no. I'm just saying, like, people are always like, oh, this team's going to be too old next year. San Jose, how long have we been saying San Jose is going to be bad next year? But I think after even looking They're at never the stats, bad. after looking at the stats, it's they, not even age. It's this isn't, this pure isn't, point totals. This isn't a team that was first or second in the conference last year. They squeaked in at the, as the eighth seed into the playoffs. So we're not talking a team that's... Absolutely dominant. They did have holes in their lineup last season, and I don't think they really got that much better. And the next closest team to them was 14 points away, so obviously that's really close. In the division, <laughs> but did you see the conference? Oh yeah, conference is tough, but... But you're not squeaking in just based on division, right? You, you, they made a wild card spot, and also teams, were, seed. teams were very close. Point is, I, I don't see enough of a difference in their lineup that makes me think they're going to warrant a playoff spot. And I could be wrong, and I've been proven wrong a lot in the past, but I just think the younger, faster teams are going to dominate this year, including the Vancouver Canucks. I think they're going to finish ahead of the LA Kings. Arizona Coyotes will make the postseason this year. 
Where will they? Go. How far will they go? They will win a series this year. They're going to replicate um, their 2012 Cinderella run and make it to the Western Conference yes. Finals. How many games will the Western Conference Finals last? This is getting very specific, but seven. Four. As for our In predictions, their retro jerseys. I believe that'll wrap it up today. We had a fun time with probably a little too many people, but you know what? What's a few more voices in the room? Signing off here, Bailey Broadbent. Tyler Jones. Cole Beeksma. Jordan Bogers. And Ray Snickle. All right. See you later, guys. Thanks for having me. Boys. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what I was missing. Now I see a little different. I was taking too much. Got stuck in oblivion, yeah, yeah. I know it's a, it's a beautiful feeling in the Bivian.